Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us Mr. Rohit Malik and Pawas Tagi, who are the founders of EduStoke, uh, which is an online platform that allows students and parents to discover schools in India and apply for admission into those schools. Uh, hi Rohit and Pawas, welcome to ELI. Uh, thank you so much for having us. Thanks a lot, Priya, for having us uh, today on your podcast uh, i would request both of you to introduce yourself to our audience uh, we will start with powers and then uh, rohit can go thank sure. you so uh, uh, priya i um, graduated as an engineer in late 90s and i started working as an it salesman uh, worked for a while with the pro and then went on to you know, doing the sales profile again in the night in singapore then I had a stint with this, an e-learning startup in Pune, uh, which which was very helpful in the in the whole process of us turning on or at least me turning on to Pune. Uh, now then I took a break after that, did my MBA, joined uh, uh, Educomp, where uh, Rohit and I worked together for about six years. Uh, I moved out of um, uh, Educomp in about 2014, uh, ran a small consultancy for India Today. And then, you know, finally, Rohit and I decided to get together and, and you know, go for whole hog with it to stock. Okay. Rohit? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Pravas. Uh, so, Priya, I uh, uh, did my uh, computer science graduation from Rajasthan University way back in 2001. Moved to Pune to do my master's, uh, passed out in 2003. Uh, uh, I joined uh, Kare Launch India Limited in their Bangalore operation when it was in its infancy and uh, got a kind of a taste of entrepreneurship there and there itself, uh, you know, managing various aspects from a single center on a test prep operation. Uh, worked over there for nearly three years, uh, you know, got uh, to manage the South India operation starting off in 2006 with Educom, uh, when uh, Educom was just taking off after its successful IPO. Uh, worked with Educomp in various capacities for a decade and um, uh, eventually moving on as the head of uh, B2C initiatives. And uh, that's that's where Pavas and I uh, decided to, uh, you know, essentially start off on ourselves. Uh, so around uh, the middle of 2016 is when uh, we, we kind of came together thinking about the idea and, and that's how Edistop was born. Okay. Uh, can any of you describe what is Edu, uh, EduStroke and uh, what all services that we provide to our customers? Yeah, would you like to start? Yeah, so, uh, so uh, <clears throat> uh, as, as we mentioned that, you know, Pavas and I uh, work together in Educom for uh, a good uh, seven odd years. And, and uh, you know, in between that, uh, before and after both of us having spent our time in the K-12 uh, space uh, in India, uh, we would have uh, arguably touched about, about more than 10,000 schools uh, by visiting them, interacting with them. And we clearly understood uh, some of the pain points that the se sector actually uh, you know, went through. Unlike uh, any other part uh, on this globe, India is very, very unique. India is very unique because a large part of schooling is driven by uh, private entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. uh, these are private uh, you know, trusts, societies, entrepreneurs who start up a school and everything from buying the land, setting up the building, 
and putting up every little aspect of the school is, is done by their hard-earned money. And therefore, uh, you know, aside of a whole lot of interventions that go inside the school, they also need support in terms of ensuring that uh, they are operating at a capacity. Now, when a capacity in simple words, it means admissions. And schools being hyperlocal institutions, they really don't have either the liberty or the money to be really going gung-ho across the city or, or state or the country as well. That is, that is you know, where we, we first started to uh, essentially solve the entire problem of discovery of schools. So, you know, the time when we started off, uh, India did not have any credible digital platform, a digital space, which could help parents find a school school we're just talking about finding a school not even talking about eventually taking admission and that was the first thing that we did uh, with an initial five and a half thousand schools across four cities in india mm -hmm. that we put across the most legible up-to-date verified information about these schools which could help parents first and foremost discover uh, took uh, the the consent of the parent as soon as they landed on our platform and uh, showed schools around them in a five kilometer vicinity and then the parent could then eventually go about looking at some tangible uh, filters like fees like uh, you know the grade availability the curriculum uh, a gender specific school and so on uh, eventually that that was the building block that we started off helping parents find the school and in turn helping schools get discovered without having to spend a single dime uh, and and that's that's where we started to then build on in terms of really helping parents and schools alike and uh, i would want powers to you know elaborate further on on how we really started to interact with the parents and and take their entire yeah. forward so uh, so priya what happened was that once you know once of course the the, the listing of the school was out of the way and we suddenly discovered that there was a of you know the the entire piece had to be uh, also centered around parents you know you had to uh, have uh, you know the anxiety of a young couple to sort of get their child admitted into the best schools and all the information around it etc so i think that is where we started to sort of uh, add a lot of value uh, both so, so so we had the schools taken care of and now we thought that you know with all the attention and focus that it was, to, was going to go from this point on is going to be centered around parents you know Okay. So our idea then, uh, you know, move towards providing parents with the best possible, not only information, but also advisory services. So somebody is coming to Kurgaon, landing up here, wanting to find out what are the schools, what are the best ones for the, are there and what are his options and fee options, et cetera, et cetera. Now, most of it could be tackled by technology. So you had a list to go for and you, the information was all, all out there. But, you know, school admissions is still all about uh, the softer bits. So what we did was we built the entire backend to start interacting with parents in a little more structured manner. So now we would pick up, uh, you know, the parents whenever they would come to uh, visiting us on the on the on the on the, on the platform, and then they, we would start a conversation with them. Start like, uh, what I mean, what kind of a school are you looking at? What grade, etc. What's your budget? And helping them, in, you know, throughout their journey till the child got admitted. You know, arranging their visits to the schools and telling them more about schools as you know every parent comes with a set of specifications that they want for a school and have a budget mm -hmm. so if there are if there is a dissonance between the budget and the specifications try to sort of uh, normalize that you know either you you know in large cases have to really talk through 
that you may not want all these uh, particular freebies because you don't have to really break the bank. You have to might as well get a, here's a great school that you should definitely consider and things like that. So those advisory services took over, took over a large part of that. And that is where, 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 where it was started to you know flower in a different direction. And that is where I think uh, Rohit and I would go, are, are, are taking this organization forward is that for all times to come, and for all things in K-12, mm -hmm. if there is anything that a parent requires, uh, you know, uh, in the segment, then EduStoke is the only platform that he, that he or she has to come to. And all the information, all the advice, all the reviews, including, you know, completing a trans transaction registration, that is where the parent should be able to fulfill all of that. That's where we had it. What is the current scale-up operation and... Uh... How does the revenue come uh, uh, for uh, for our venture? So, uh, in terms of uh, you know, so started out really the operations really began uh, cranking up in 2017. So from 2017 till about let's say yesterday, we had served over 15 million. That's a substantial number of parents who actually use the site. Mm -hmm. To uh, uh, and we're clocking close to about six hundred, more than half a million users. Even in times like these, you know, when the half the country is shut down for one reason or the other, we have about half a million visitors per month. So that's that's where we are in terms of. And none of this is really marketing. All of this is organic acquisition. There's there's not a single dime that we spend on marketing. All of this is uh, with this organically comes to us. And uh, the team behind this right now is growing rapidly. We are 70 right now, likely to grow to about 100, 120 in about three, four months' time. In terms of uh, of, uh, of revenue, I think we're close to about a million dollars right now in cumulative revenues, and uh, yes. that's where that's where, where we are. And I'm for the FI to be of of a little over one million as well as what yeah. we expect. Yeah. And in terms of the revenue model, uh, right now, the providers who use the service, the institutional providers that we have, the schools and other institutional providers that are using it as well, uh, they're the ones who, who get billed for uh, the services right now. Okay. So uh, in addition to that, just, just you know, uh, for, for the benefit uh, of the numbers, uh, they're close to about, uh, you know, 7,000 schools across only the metro cities, uh, or, or the prominent boarding schools in India who manage their own information on Edustoke today. So mm -hmm. each day they log in and check up all the analytics information and uh, their own information on Edustoke, how it is being viewed. And in turn, we work with close to about 2,000 schools right as of now, servicing them for either diversity or objectives of enrollments. Okay. Uh, till the time you achieved the scale of operation you are operating at, uh, or uh, if I may say, till the time you were profitable, how did you fund the operations? Uh, so, uh, well, again, you know, we've found some seed funding, and in fact, uh, uh, very recently. Uh, but uh, Rohit and I were the ones who were putting, uh, you know, whatever was required into the organization. So we had uh, that plan all laid out that uh, we would start to actually uh, you know, go out and look for funds seriously. Only when we had achieved significant uh, scale and and uh, the model is enough and more proven, before we uh, sort of start to actually raise money. But but we have raised uh, uh, some recently, and uh, we 
continue to do so as and when the business requires. And business is obviously, you know, the idea is we are at a cusp right now where the model is now where we know where we are headed and uh, we know how we're going to spend those that money and we will raise uh, more money as we go along. Okay. Rod, uh, you want to add something? So I think uh, uh, our road to revenue wasn't a, a longish one. We, you know, we essentially opened up the platform in the third quarter of 2017. And uh, by the uh, by the fourth quarter of 2017, we had a set of paid pilots happening. By 2018, we were uh, generating revenues by servicing schools and, and parents alike. And, and uh, you know, aside of we pumping in money of our own savings across the years, uh, you know, we've, we've been, you know, uh, so far successfully been able to run operations out of the internal tools as well. And, and we continue to grow from, from uh, that point onwards as well. Okay. Uh, now that you have achieved uh, uh, such a scale, what is the vision forward uh, for the venture? Yeah, so uh, I touched on uh, it briefly. I think, uh, you know, uh, the vision that Edustoke has right now, right, for, uh, you know, as, as, as we go on to the next uh, quarters, months and years, is that we want to be the one place where all parents looking for anything under the K-12 that they need, they can come down uh, to Edustoke and, you know, get their fulfillment done from here. So, uh, Take it to the next level. So, so why we chose admissions and why we chose schools was something that uh, was also strategic in 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 most respect. Not only did we know about the sector as well, and that that was a natural choice for me and Rohit, uh, but it was also something that a parent would definitely go for. I mean, education, for example, you know, had to get your child admitted into 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 a school. Every parent would use that service, uh, one way or the other. Uh, it was also the first decision that the parent, first serious decision that a parent would take about child's education was to which school should my child go to. So starting out from that, uh, you know, we've uh, more or less now clear as to where that business is headed and where and, and uh, the learnings that it has given us now. And from this point on, we would like to expand to all the other facets of K-12 education that are, and, you know, after school activities that are there. Uh, pandemic has been a bit of a sort of a dampener on such activities, but uh, things like summer camps, things like uh, you, know, you know after school activities and tuitions and things like test prep, etc. All these activities are on the cards, and mm -hmm. we're going gung ho uh, on 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 each one of these activities. Some of these initiatives will get rolled out within the year itself. Uh, most of them have been piloted. Most of them, you know, we know uh, what kind of a response and what kind of system requirements are required. So that is where we are, Rohan. I think so. Uh, you know, uh, typically, uh, once a child is born, uh, the learning starts off uh, immediately. The parents intervene at that particular point of time. Mm -hmm. But uh, from a structured learning perspective, uh, it's usually 18 months when the child uh, needs to be given intervention uh, from, from, from external uh, aspects. What mm -hmm. is usually called as daycare uh, in the years, 12 years, it used to be called as a creche but it is called as a daycare, a far more structured early learning approach to a child's uh, learning education. And then uh, up until the, e e the age of 18 years when the child eventually passes out of the school. Now, Edustoke would have, uh, you know, various services and interventions, academic, uh, extracurricular, co-curricular, hobbies, interests, sports, uh, all of these interventions to help the parent pick up and transact on the platform and also 
uh, to democratize the entire space for budding entrepreneurs, teachers, and service providers to utilize our platform in order to reach out uh, with their services and talent to, to the respective parents alike as well. So it, it works both ways. It's, it's the ecosystem that we're creating. Uh, as Pavas mentioned, we attack uh, schools and missions first because that's the most serious decision for a parent. And often enough, that's usually taken once or twice during the K-12 life of the child. You know, the, the most time that a child spends is in a school, not even in a college, not even a lot of times, not even in an organization as well. Mm. And therefore, that decision matters a lot. And on the other end as well, that, you know, as I mentioned at the start of this, this conversation, that uh, schools private in nature in India. That's that's where most parents send their kids to. And admissions fees through admissions, the only revenue that they get in order to be running that school. So that matters to the schools also a lot. That's that's precisely where we started off. But you shall, uh, in the course of over the next 18 to 24 months, see Eddie Stokes spanning across the entire spectrum of K-12, servicing uh, parents, uh, entrepreneurs, institutions, and schools alike. Uh, we currently are in 15 cities, so you would also see uh, us scaling up to uh, 45 cities and also initiate our operations in the Middle East, where there is a sizable English-speaking population uh, for school searches and beyond as well. What are the different challenges that you have faced along the way while uh, building and growing this venture? Quite a few. Uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, there were... Uh... Uh, quite a few actually uh, so uh, you know one of course is that like any entrepreneur you the the first thing that you uh, get you have to really get used to is the is that this is not a uh, i mean the the whole uh, plan is not a very structured one to begin with so you have to get used to uh, with, with, uh, with the all the uncertainties that happen uh, I think that is the first one that uh, comes to mind. Uh, both uh, Rohit and I had spent a considerable amount of time in corporate, and that, and when in the at least the last decade or so, we were at positions that we were already taking uh, fairly significant decisions, and the repercussions of those decisions at an organizational level were aware of us. So it wasn't really about uh, taking those. Uh, you know, big decisions and all of that. Though the, that was something that we were already doing. It was just that uh, you know now you had to put the entire thing uh, together right from scratch. Uh, there were just two or three or four people to begin with, and uh, the whole visioning had to be done a little more thoroughly. And the the first thing that you begin to realize pretty quickly is that any plan that you make, uh, perhaps the the shelf life is barely a day, day and a half, and the, it starts to fall apart pretty quickly. And the the the, the training that uh, we as entrepreneurs uh, uh, sort of had to go through was that you know you should be okay with it. I mean, if you you know there's a there, there's a larger vision which you should stay true to. There's always uh, you know a commitment and a and a perseverance that we've displayed all along. Uh, but but on the ground, we have been very, very tactical. So we've sort of made sure uh, uh, that, you know, we, there were, if there were any, if there was data that was supporting uh, that the, uh, that a turn had to be taken or something had to be stopped, 
now we had to stop doing something or something had to be start doing i think we were, we were very very nimble to begin with that so 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 i think those were the first challenges the second challenge that was a sort of a mind mindset challenge i mean you had to sort of be very very nimble through and throughout uh then uh, well yes of course every organization needs resources and we had set out for ourselves that you know we would perhaps have this little pile of money and we'll take it to a certain level and then suddenly that pile uh, disappeared pretty quickly and then we had to sort of gather more resources from all over the place and 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 the show had to go on uh, so I, i i i gather those were the two critical challenges that we had initially as we grew as an organization then of course all the others started to kick in you had to find the right sort of people it's very very important and when you are a 3000 man organization uh, the margin of error could be a little larger i mean but if you're a 20 man organization if you've made two or three wrong hires here and there etc then uh, you know you could you could you could start suffering pretty quickly rohit so i think uh, you know how uh, i would put it in context that one you know, of the biggest challenges is loneliness Uh, uh you know moving in from an organization where you had a you know you were handling a significantly larger workforce and uh, you know uh, uh, teams divided into various verticals and structures and uh, you know uh, everything at your beck and command uh, you suddenly were operating out of home for the initial few months uh, all by yourself pavas and i were operating out of different cities we continue to do so as well so uh, often enough uh, the only records to some sort of a dialogue was uh, the mobile phone uh, early evenings at 5:36 in the morning uh, and then late uh, uh, during the day as well uh, uh, the challenge of lack of knowledge on on several aspects of the of the new economy as well you know Uh, because uh, we had we obviously you know when when you grow to a stature you had to set up people who could do that job and now we had to do that job before we could do that job we had to learn that so uh, you know powers uh, got hands on to tech uh, i got hands on to the digital media and the the entire digital space uh, you know structuring the database together ensuring that every school's information that was collected we went through it and we talking about initially 5000 schools information is what we actually went through when the team was uh, you know picking collecting that piece up uh, you couldn't depend on some old uh, friends and resources of yours for joining you because you were not sure whether the idea would take off and be successful if if we were risking our careers in that you couldn't really risk unless uh, the proof of concept was in place uh, and 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 eventually then obviously it also is the constraints of the because we were a bootstrapped organization the budget convincing your customers to be believing in you they believed in you earlier but you didn't want to to experiment with them and in in the process uh, you know give away years of of relationship with some trusted schools uh uh and and people like so, so these these were initial challenges that we face i think you know the challenges continue to to be present uh, there were challenges initially of proof of concept then there were challenges of an initial scale now there are challenges in terms of you know growing up and ensuring that we are able to uh, become uh, the vision and the marketplace that we are aspiring to be uh, and and they are multi pronged as well be it on hiring uh, be it on uh, you know uh, uh, revenues uh, money generation competition our own uh, you know uh, confidence each day to be delivering what we wish to deliver so so those continue to be there all the while okay uh can you tell us uh, what are the 
uh, metrics that you measure to understand the success of your platform uh, in terms of uh, number of student log logged in, number of uh, uh, number of uh, pin codes that are covered. So, which all metrics do you measure on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, there are many that we look at, and I think, but the one that uh, we one that sort of defines us, one that is, uh, I think, the bottom line as far as Rohit and I are concerned is that uh, how many parents have used and fulfilled their requirements with the services that we provided. I think that's that's the one that sort of, uh, uh, you know, is the, is the only one that we think that distills everything else. But obviously on a day-to-day -day basis, we look at uh, the number of users that have used the platform, the number of conversations we've had uh, with the uh, with, with, with the parents, the type of conversations that we've had with the parents, what has been our success with the schools, have we delivered on, on, on our promises, what has been our acquisition for, for the schools, I mean, how many schools have we acquired, uh, you know, month on month, quarter and quarter. So uh, those are the matrices that any regular business would have. What is the productivity of our own teams, etc. As we go along. So, so, so we would look at that. Rohit, you would want to add something to this? So I, think, I think you know, uh, primarily they are they are divided into uh, four categories. One is, uh, you know, the the entire digital, uh, 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 you know, matrices that we calculate the number of users in the the time that the users are spending on our platform, the number of users that are getting registered on our platform each day, uh, and in turn the 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 entire spread of the users that are coming in from, because we 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 service a few geographies, we service a few categories, and we wish to ensure that uh, we are getting enough and more users to be servicing those cities and categories. The second one, obviously, is in terms of our own. Uh, you know, uh, reach out to parents in terms of how many parents have we been spoken to, how what has been the average time that the parents have been spoken to, what has been the feedback coming in. Uh, every every conversation, every second is recorded. So there is those random audits that we do to ensure that our, our servicing to the parent is of the highest level, irrespective of what sort of schools we're working with. The third, obviously, is the revenue matrices that we, we, we check and calculate and those are further divided across into the acquisition uh, numbers that that we uh, really cater to the, the, the fourth matrix really depends upon our our uh, strength on the organic digital world as Pavas had mentioned a little while back that uh, the entire traffic on Edistoke is an intent-based traffic we don't spend even a single uh, penny on uh, advertisement and therefore it matters to us a lot if we have the highest in then traffic coming to us for some of the categories uh, out of every 10 users 7 to 7.2 land up in a reduced token and that is where we continue to believe that you know every every intent uh, parent on the admission should be landing up on a reduced token and and similarly on some of the other categories that we talk about as well okay uh, as entrepreneurs how do you manage your time can you tell us how does your calendars look like in a typical day yeah uh, well it it really uh, i don't know if anything has changed as far as i'm concerned uh, 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 the one good thing about working with schools is that your customer actually starts working pretty early so by eight o'clock you know the schools are open and usually by two three o'clock any interaction within the school is something that you know gets open although you know it may continue till late in the evening etc so uh edu stroke as an organization rohita is certainly we are very very early uh, into the day 
I think by 8, 8.30, we, we, we are actually hitting the ground. The, the, the things have already started moving. Uh, I would, you know, divide my time into, well, let's say, various uh, other things during the day. Typically, I look at tech. For a while, I look at resources, the incoming and outgoing, you know, where, where are we on a day-to-day -day basis? I think that's a big thing. Uh, for us, for both of us, recruitment continues to be eating up a certain part of the day and then the regular operational transactions that happen. Uh, but, 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 but we make sure we start early and we also sort of make sure that, you know, by six, seven o'clock, the tests are clear. And then Rohit and I would turn back and you know have a debrief at the end of the day. That is how we typically do it. There's not if we we're pretty disciplined about it, so I don't really think that there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, maneuvering that we have to do. Uh, surprises happen all the time, but I guess that's that's what my day looks like. Rohit? So I think you know typically. Uh, uh... So over the top, you say it's a 24 by 7 by 365 uh, thing. Yes, it is uh, more of 15 by 7 by, uh, you know, uh, most likely a 345 days in a year kind of a thing. Uh, we do uh, wake up early and start off our initial conversations and our plans for the day. Uh, both of us uh, are, are still, uh, you know, uh, along with uh, several strategic aspects of the business completely on to the day-to-day -day operations and the R to R operations as well. And hence we pick up our, uh, you know, uh, areas that we've segregated for ourselves and the day goes to that. I think, uh, you know, uh, each day, it could be anywhere between 45 minutes to, uh, you know, two hours that we really do spend interacting with uh, our, our two set of customers, parents and uh, schools alike. So I spend a larger of these two hours on interacting with schools, prospective and existing. Power spends a larger time uh, on on all three aspects. That starts with parents, with schools, and and uh, uh, you know existing and and, and uh, prospective alike as well. So that we really do know where we are headed and what they're expecting, and we are able to really convince them about what we are intending to do. Uh, aside of that particular part, I think you know uh, uh, we do spend a larger part of our weekends over our our uh, weekly and the uh, uh, the the the, the uh, strategic planning that we have to do. Uh, that's that's what we tend to do. Uh, at least you know second half Saturdays and Sundays we really don't have any botheration about any operational aspect here hitting us in, and that gives us a time to plan for the weekend and the months ahead as well. Each, yeah. each all the big ticket items you know happen in the evenings of the weekends actually okay my final question to both of you and due to constant of time uh, i would request both of you to summarize it in one or two sentences what are the biggest lessons that you have learned as an entrepreneur well we should have done it earlier right yeah i think i think that's that's absolutely the first statement that we live and breathe each day, each week, each year, that that you no, know, we should have started earlier, um, and and I think you know um, while it is an oft repeated cliche adjectives of patience and perseverance, I, you know those those are two aspects that we continue to believe that if we could be zen like uh, each each passing day, that would help our cause a lot. It's very difficult to hire people. It's even difficult to retain them as well. It's very difficult to acquire customers. It's even more difficult to retain them. And 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 we 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 hate to lose any of these categories each day. 
Okay. Well, on this note, I think we have come to the end of this uh, discussion. And uh, I would say uh, it was a great pleasure to host both of you at ELI. Thanks for your time, Rohit and Pavas. My best wishes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you so much for having us.